Sometimes you wonder if you really had a choice or you had to take what you are dealt with. When things are great, we tend to thank ourselves for the choices we have made. When things are bad, not only do we blame ourselves, but we tend to question if we really had a choice. Hello everybody. Welcome to Choosing with Unka. My journey to understanding choice. Uh, times have changed, I think, with COVID-19 um, and with the impact of retrenchment as well. Some people coming out of the employment and being unemployed as well, like the element of choice will be taken away, especially because I think as grads, we graduates don't have bargaining power when it comes to employment. I mean, if because it's minimum skills, uh, least less than five years experience. Uh, and nothing concrete because as a grad you fluctuate the most you have nothing concrete to say you know I know how to do this because I have experience in working in this space type of thing so it's definitely going to make it a bit more harder for graduates to to have the element of choice and I wouldn't even I think knowing that these are tough times ahead and I've seen the financial uh, performance of some of the big companies and it's not looking good like I would first advise the creators to maybe grab opportunities as they come and then try to navigate their way in, in those opportunities and see if they can learn something. Because no matter how bad the experience is, you can always learn something from that. So I think that's the approach that I think will be the best in this situation. Because opportunities are definitely going to be limited uh, it gives the employer more bargaining power if it's it's going to be a take it or leave it situation type of thing. Truly believing in yourself is a journey, one that I'm still embarking on, and it sometimes comes with me questioning myself. But there's nothing that used to make me doubt who I am, like the question, "Tell us about yourself in an interview." But the moment I realized that an interview is just a conversation to get to know me better and to get to know the employer better, I started becoming confident in answering that question. Today I have a conversation with my teachers about how they chose their first employer. We are getting closer to understanding the power of choosing the right employer. My teachers used that power. But for you to use that power, there are things you need to understand. The question is, where do you start? Um, hmm. So initially I had a particular, like, a particular view of who I was supposed to be as a math graduate. And that was to be a quant. And that was like my 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 main objective after graduating this is where all maths most maths graduates go into but then upon reflection i looked at what i'd want my end goal or my career to look like so i started off by defining that and after defining that I also started defining the skill sets that go into becoming that person. And that 
for the most part, um, informed where I should go next. Um, so the particular skill sets that I will need for myself at the end of or at the peak of my career included things like superior um, sort of interpersonal skills, um, sharp business and commercial acumen. And because I'm a maths graduate, I had no commercial acumen at all. So that was the first thing that 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 was the first skill set that I needed to sharpen or to gain and to acquire. So in choosing in in defining that, um, I needed to find a job that would give me that sort of skill. And in my search, um, I found a graduate program that, when it was proposed to me, it was that. In this particular position as a buyer, um, you'd literally be running a group of category of products as if it was your own business. So from marketing to promotions to um, supply negotiations, you're literally running this category of products as if it was your own business. And to me, that was like, okay, shop, that's commercial acumen ticked that's interpersonal skills and relations ticked so that's the first move towards the end of my goal or the peak of my goal so I would gain that skill when I'm in that role and then bit by bit as I step into my career I'll be sharpening my skills in order to become the person that I need to be at the peak of my career okay so um there's something that you mentioned and it's like um sort of a fear um not a fear it's a how do i say this it's something that we see with most employers that sometimes what the employers project to us um it's not really what we get when we start doing the work or when we start doing the job so in Mm. your case you looked into that space to grow your commercial your interpersonal skills is that what you got from your employer and if not if yes um did it lead you to where you want to be if not were you scared to now leave your employer and go to another one because this one is not giving you what you want at that moment. Um, so when I stepped into the role, I was definitely exposed in exposed to a commercial environment and gained some commercial acumen in terms of sort of managing a business and yeah it was definitely a worthwhile experience for me in terms of the exposure that i needed and the growth that i needed at the time and that kept me going in that space um mainly because as well a manager is important not only the um, not only the employer but a manager the the type of manager that you have is important in that they need to also understand why you're there and what you want to get out of that experience in that role. So for the first eight months, I had a manager who 
I communicated to that these are the skills that I want to get out of this position and this is where I want to see myself and together we worked on that and um, I grew in that Um after eight months I was moved to a different manager um, who didn't share the same vision for growth and for my trajectory in that space. Um, I stayed in the position a bit, but after a while, it started to feel like I was stuck and I was stagnant in that he wasn't about growth and he wasn't about, I don't know, just my, my career growing. And that forced me to reflect on, okay, what's the next move now that we're feeling stuck and we're feeling stagnant in this space? Where do we go next? Where do we, what's the next skill that we need to sort of grow to become the person that we need to be in order to peak in the career? Um, and upon reflection, then I decided that I should go seek, find greener pastures, so to say. And yeah, that's when I moved from being a buyer to being a quiet. Honestly speaking, it was, I knew my degree was in maths. I knew as a mathematician, um, I'd developed, you know, quite a bit on the analytical side. And so um, I knew I wanted to do some, I, I wanted to go somewhere where there's like a lot of data I can work with, where there's a lot of things I can analyze and a lot of things I can change. Um, it definitely had to be a place which wasn't the, what can I say, that, that didn't follow the cultural norm in that you wear a suit, you go to the office, you come in at nine, you leave at five, um, you know, you, you just, you, 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 you keep your head down, you work with a lot of papers and codes, and then you just submit reports to your manager, then from then, you know, they submit to their manager where the only way for you to actually have an input or move up is for you to wait for your manager to leave their role and for you to then sort of have their role handed down to you. I wanted somewhere which would allow me to be creative in my approach to different problems, to be myself um, where I wouldn't have to now subscribe to a sort of uh, a, a mannerism and a place whereby I could see myself actually growing. During interviews, the panel usually consists of team leaders and managers to assess whether you'll be fit enough to be part of the team. What we have missed is that this is also a great opportunity for us to assess whether they'll be fit enough to be part of our career journey. Yep, yeah, that's definitely true. So I think... It's, it's a great opportunity. And I think with most companies, what they do is if you want to be coming in as a, as a grad, they will bring in the guys who are in similar grad programs to, to have a chat with you guys, to, to tell you that, like, what, what has their experience been like. So that also helps other than asking the interviewer just to get the culture, the team, and all of those different things if they align with your own personal goals and whatever. I want you to take this moment and ask yourself if I truly had to be myself in an interview 
what question would I ask? So after you have discovered that an interview is a conversation between you and the employer, how do you go about asking the questions that you truly want to ask? Mm, okay. I think uh, it all depends on what you're looking for. But I mean, um, for example, with me, it's always, um, I guess I'm, I'm speaking from a point of privilege because I've, I've, you know, I'm now at my second employer in my career. But the questions that back then I would have preferred to, to ask would be, you know, um, how how is the work-life balance to start off with? Because that's very important. I mean, we work quite as as humans we will spend a lot of our time at work but you also need to have that balance i mean i can't be working nine to nine for example so that's very important and i, I think back then if i didn't have the experience that i have now um i probably would have still been scared to even ask that question because i wouldn't want to be seen as um someone that's lazy for example someone that's not willing to put in a lot of hours yeah because you know you you don't know perception is everything right um but yeah, the first one I would have asked would have been, um, what is the work-life balance like? And then the second one would be, you know, um, does this organization take care of its people? And how, what does that look like? Because it's it's one thing to put in a lot of effort into your work, but feel like you're not being appreciated. And I mean, by saying um, uh, putting a lot into their people um, or taking care of their people, it's, it's simple things like, you know, um, remuneration um that's very important i mean we're not we're not doing community service <laughs> we all <laughs> yeah we all we all you know need remuneration we need to be remunerated well um another thing could be you know what is the leave like that's that's part of taking care of its people you know you you need to take a break yeah. you know what is the leave structure like um, yeah, and then another one for me would be how would you describe the culture of the organization? Because the environment, like I said, you spend a lot of time at work. So the environment that you're in matters a lot and it actually feeds into the type of work that you produce. Because think of it, if I'm at work and I'm not happy 99% of the time, nothing that I bring out is going to be of the highest quality, yes. to be honest. Because yeah, because the way we feel tends to come out in in the results that we produce, right? So the culture is very important. It needs to be, you know, in line with what the type of environment that you like. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. Many people tend to say, no, I mean, it's a learning culture. It's an open culture. But that's, that's not enough. That's not yeah. giving a, a proper description. And I mean, if, if it so happens that your interviewers are not giving you a clear a clear-cut answer, dig more, dig more, you know, um, stuff like if I need help, because naturally I'm a grad and I mean, I won't know everything. Um, if I need help from a senior executive, how readily available are they? How, how, or not even readily available, but if I'm to say I need to set up time with an exec um, or someone of more experience than me, um, how available are they? How willing are they? How engaging are they? You know, um, do you guys tend to have coffee sessions with your grads? Do you guys tend to have, um, you know, uh, what do we call this? Networking sessions? Because that's very important. That's how you build your network. That's how you build um, yourself as well and your confidence as well. Um, 
so yeah it's, it's very important and another thing could be you know why are the opportunities for growth because as we all know you don't want to get to an employer and then you just be in that role or position or level for the longest time um that's just that's just not going to be great i mean the longer you're there the more experience you're gaining yeah. but at the same time i think we want to move we want to move quite frequently we want to learn new things um, and the reality of it is we also want to be, you know, improved, if that makes sense. We want to grow. We want to feel like we are growing. Mm. Um, so, yeah, and we want more responsibilities. Um, yeah, I mean, it all depends on how, how you define success on how, or how you attach, what you attach success to. But, yeah, right. those are the questions that if I was, yeah, if I was back, if it was back then, these are the questions that so when you're sending out applications and having conversations with people about employment, what do you look at in an employer? My experience and the person I am and the person I want to be in my career, I always look at, you know, career growth. I, I, and I don't know if that makes sense in the sense that, look, I started off in a big company, um, but there was zero, zero career growth, not even career growth, like even, you know, growth at all, like job growth, even if I got like, I don't know, a job there outside my career and it's just a, no, a normal job, there was still no signs of progression there, you know, but it's a big, well-known company, you know, it's sort of like the anchor of our economy, you know, but when yeah. you go inside, I look at myself as a junior and there is no progression and as a junior, that's where I need progression most, I believe, because that's how I'll learn, you know, different things, do different things and sort of make a choice of where I want to head up. And also just being there and talking to people, you know, people who've been there like eight years, they're still yeah. doing the very same thing they were doing the day they got there. You know, people have been there three years, whether you, 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 have a, you have a degree or not. And you know what another thing is, I realize that the company does offer training tools for the employees in the sense that they will find people for their studies but still you furthering your studies doesn't mean growth within the company and the it company. is a big company to so emphasize that yeah so <clears throat> I feel from that I learned that and then I would then contrast it to my experience um, in other companies you know being so being a junior in, in the company I am in right now I was like uh, like being in a, on a contract role because you start off as a contract and, and a graduate program just looking at that the company was able you know was able to open themselves up to training offering us training so even if it's like if I get there and I'm like okay I'm in finance I need excel I need to polish up my excel skills they're willing to pay to get someone to come and you know train us in excel and all those things so for me mm -hmm. I learned looking at those two examples I learned that it, the, the name of the company and the size of the company does not mean much um, for your career growth. What means a lot for your career growth within any company is what the company values. Does the company value its people? And in valuing its people and what aspects of its people does it value? You know, does it value you know, your, your, your well-being in the sense that they'll, like, they'll be like, okay, you only work three days a week or they, they, they value your, you know, your professional and career growth so i think in that decision looking at those few offers i think the most important thing is how you will align where you trying to go with your career and the company's values 
So finding out from the company, big or small, what is their take on, you know, furthering your studies? What is your t- take on, um, what is their take on you experiencing other departments when you're in the company, you know, things like that. So I think it, it's those things that matter more than, you know, the money. The money we can argue because we all know we need money. Yeah. And, you know, especially for, for our backgrounds, you know, this, that Definitely. when we get, yeah, when we get a job, it's not <laughs> just our money. So that is a factor, you know. And you can, for me, I'll, and I, 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 I won't now speak from a, a place of, privilege because I think it is speaking from a place of privilege to say sometimes people should go for um, something else other than the money some people have no choice but to go for the money and that's fine you know yes and that's fine for me that's fine um, because at that point you don't have the privilege to choose anything else but the money but you just need to make sure that you know you keep the bigger picture in mind you know where you want to go yes this is serving you for the money at this point do what you need to do with the money when you're done doing what you need to do with the money go on because you had bigger dreams than the money that's if you do have bigger dreams than the money you know and that's that brings me to another point to say when choosing you need to know what exactly you want what do you define as a good employer? You know, is it someone that something that will benefit you and your career? It will benefit you financially, work-life balance. So that is the first step, knowing what aligns with you and what you need at that moment. And I think that decision will be much easier. We have arrived not at the answer of the power of choosing the right employer but we have arrived at the employer we have signed the contract and we realize this is not it so for me i'm a big believer in making things work you know i don't believe in sitting and and not to say someone is complaining, you know, and not doing anything about it, but I don't believe in, you know, just looking at the situation and just saying, okay, it is what it is. You know, I'm not a big believer in that. So I'll always find something to make it work. You know, it's very hard to find something good when everything is uh, all around you is bad, as you're saying that, you know, yeah. your mental health, your men- your, your well-being is just, you know, being dragged to the pit it's really really hard um but i'm 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 generally i'm that person you just put your big girl pants on and get on with it what do we do about it you know so if you're in that situation you know and you 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 went for one part and the other part is not serving you i believe in making that other part serve you in the sense that if you you, let's say for instance you chose the, the 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 job for the money and you're there, it's sort of not, you know, the, the work that you do on a day-to-day basis is maybe monotonous. You don't like it. It's too much. If it's something that you can get done quickly, you can do those monotonous tasks. You have the rest of your day to yourself. What do you do? You take a short course, you know. There's Udemy. You pay 200 rands for, like, short courses, SQL, everything and anything in any industry you know so for me that's part of it making it work so in that instance you don't want to leave because let's for let's say you went there for the money you need the money and it's making things work for you you know and it will change everything if maybe you leave and not to say you should stay there you know just for the money for the long run but just for now until you make sure that you get what you need you know 
what do you do to make the situation better? If it means upskilling yourself for your next role, it means upskilling yourself for the next role. If it means you can't take it anymore, then by all means, use the internet, look for jobs, you know, after you've done your monotonous tasks. I always say this because, you know, when we started my very first job, it was very clear that there's no plan for us. We're just here as a f- like numbers, just graduates, you know, mm. just to amp up the BEE <laughs> score type of thing, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I felt used, you know, I felt used. And at first I was put in a department where I just felt like, okay, I'm here to do admin, which is fine. That's my role. That's what I signed up for. That's what I applied for. But what I did was I spoke to my current manager and I'm like, look, I really, I, I really do um, like what is going on here in the organization. Eh? And I, I'm happy to, 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 to maintain my responsibilities, but I'd like to learn more in the other department, you know, because I know like me doing this specific thing that I was hired for was just taking every single living bit of me like I'm not even going to lie to you I used to wake up in the morning and actually ask myself do I really really need a job I mean I needed a job I had no choice you know yeah. I don't, I'm not a rich kid so I had to so go <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah so so that's how but that's how much I hated it dude I just used to wake up and think you know when you know that it's it's sometimes you can even stretch the toss to the whole day. Yes, I couldn't even stretch the toss to the whole day. Like it was just a really simple, and it's not to undermine the job. And for me not to come across as I'm undermining the job, I told my manager, "Look, I'm not gonna leave this." And also because she gave me an opportunity, so I'm like, "No, I'm still gonna go on with my my different tasks. Can I just go across, you know, in the other department yeah. because they're doing stuff more that is." The stuff that is more core to what I studied and what I you know and then you know it was a bit of a debate you know back and forth I spoke to the manager on that side asked him a few questions I'm like actually I studied you know honors in economics and I'm interested to learn more you know even if it means you don't absorb me you know permanently or for the long run but just for me to take at least a day to learn what you guys do you know because another thing for me while I was there, I was thinking of the future. I'm generally that person. I always think of the next step, the next step, the next step. Because I'm thinking, okay, here there's no plan for us. We've got a contract for two years. After these two years, I definitely need to go somewhere. But what am I right. going to say I spent these two years doing? Really? Yes. So I need to beef up my CV also, you know. So I was like, nah, I'm going to, if that doesn't work, I'm going to go to another department, you know. Because basically the company I was in was an economics hub. So I'm like, okay, it's fine. But it was just more you know the the stock market economics the, the development market eco- uh, development economics side that's why that's what i wanted to do initially and couldn't land myself in a development economist company but i landed myself there but i was like look if it doesn't work in this department i'm going to another department you know so i managed to get that so for me that was okay one take to me getting what i want you know i always say if because we felt used, well, I felt used, you know, being here <laughs> just as a number and no one in Gambel, like no one, you know, investing in your career or not caring about your career. I felt used. So I, I always used to say, I always tell my peers, I never used to hide it, that guys, we always talk about feeling used. Use them also. One common thing that I've learned from my teachers is that everything truly depends on you you can have the biggest employer you can have the smallest employer but what you make out of your career 
truly depends on you. Thank you so much for listening to Choosing with Onka. I hope today, on a Tuesday, you're going to choose to build your career.